the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What a start to the Premiership Day here in Scotland Hibs 2, Rangers 2 And that does not even begin to tell the story Hibs fans were furious with a penalty That Willie Collum gave to put Rangers in front And then it was the Rangers fans' turn to feel aggrieved Because John Lundstrom and Alfredo Morelos were both sent off It looked like the nine men might just hang on for the victory And up popped Josh Campbell with a wonderful Volleyed finish into the top corner To give a share of the spoils at Easter Road Sum that up Hugh Evans. Well I'll sum it up by giving you my personal opinion On all of the big talking points Because that's what everyone will be doing Between now and 6 o'clock I think the penalty is a penalty I think that Bashiri deliberately impedes Cholak He goes down as if he's been shot But all players do that I think it was a penalty I think that Lundstrom deserved to go as well I think it was reckless And if I was a Rangers player I would look at Alfredo Morelos and say You can be a liability at times Because we were down to 10 men And we certainly could have done without going down to 9 But he struck the same player twice And anyone who doesn't think that's a red card Is a total stranger to the truth And it gave the players on the park The Rangers players The kind of physical... Exertion That they really did not need Prior to PSV Eindhoven on Wednesday Yeah um, I know Hugh summed up very well But I sort of disagree I don't think Lundstrom's Was a red card at all Gordon um, I thought that was a poor poor decision The game had everything I said before It's a kick off I hope we're talking about the football Not the referee But obviously we're talking about What they call him for the next week or so Whatever it may be You can take what you want Out of the penalty kick I think the Defender gives the referee A, a, a decision Which he should never have uh, Gave him But Morelis coming on the park To me was a big disappointment He's there to get fitness We know he's not up to speed You can see that He's an important player For Rangers You can't come on And get away with that behaviour it, it just lets everybody down Concerning Rangers It lets the manager down The players The supporters Go along there And pay their hard earned cash I thought Morelis Let them down today As much as You can point the finger At the man in the middle Will he call him I, did, I thought he had a poor game, Willie. I've, I always stick up for the referees. But today, Morelis put them in a position that they shouldn't have been in. Mark? It's a fascinating afternoon, fascinating game of football. Through the, the tactical changes that we've kind of forgotten about now in the first half, really, Johnson, that was the only talking point. To the penalty, to the sending off, to the last minute equaliser. Uh, it was incredible to watch. Uh, overall, two big offenders today, one the referee. The other Alfredo Morelos Right let's work our way Through these incidents um, Okay We'll obviously start With the penalty Do you know what I'm going to, I'm going to take them down I'm going to Allow the super scoreboard Panellists to vote <laughs> And uh, we'll, we'll have a, a Hopefully a, a concrete answer Come the end of them Somehow Roger Hanna Hibbs uh, The penalty they gave away Was it a penalty? No not for me. Um, I think you mentioned earlier on the show about the level of contact. There's more contact between centre-halves and centre-forwards at every single corner in that game, Gordon. So if somebody hits the deck at every single corner, does Willie Collum give a penalty every single time? Of course he doesn't. And th- th- there is th- there is an element of the great entertainer about Willie Collum. I don't think there's another referee in the country would have given that penalty kick because, you know, that's just what Willie does. And I talk when you ask me about referees, I quite often talk about consistency. 
no, no other ref would give that penalty, and I don't think any other referee would send on send off John Lundstrom for that challenge. Right, you've, you've shown your hand on that one, so that's not a not a red for you, John Lundstrom. I don't think that, that that's not a red for me. Okay, and second S- red simply because of the consistency thing. You see it all the time, and it's a yellow card all the time. Second red. The second red is a red all day long. Alfredo Morelos has let his team down. He's let himself down. He's let the Rangers supporters down and I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has a big problem with Alfredo Morelos at the minute. Uh, right, uh, Fraser Wishart, I know you were catching up and trying to see the incidents. David Friel, you've seen them. Penalty, yes or no? Yes, and I can get why people are saying well, there's grappling in the box all the time at corners and stuff, Gordon, but to me, Rocky Bashiri motions to stop Cholak running and moving towards a ball that's going back to goalkeeper. Whether he's going to get there or not is beside the point. He probably wouldn't have got there, but to me, it is a red card that's daft from Bashiri. John Lundstrom? Not a red card. I think he, on first glance, and this is where I'm maybe going to give Willie Collin the benefit of the doubt, it does look high and dangerous. On second glance, I think he's just trying to stop Martin Boyle get there. You can call it cynical, you can call it tactical, you can call it whatever, but I don't think that's a red card. Mm. Morelos? Yes, a red card. You know, to me, he has one go, and then he has another go, and he's a little, you know, he throws his arm, he's a little flick out. I think he's let his team down, I think he's let Giovanni Van Bronckhurst down. You know, it's a red card all day long. Okay. Uh, Fraser, have you seen them? Yes, I have, yeah. Um, Bushiri, no. Pen for me. The ball was going through to the goalkeeper. There was, uh, yeah, we tugged there, but uh, not for me. Um, Lundstrom, absolutely not. I mean, dear oh dear, what a decision that is. And he should definitely appeal and uh, should win that appeal. I think you see the shock in people's faces uh, when, it, when it actually happened. Morelos, yes, is, is a red card. Not quite as, as harsh when I saw it. As, as you guys described it in the studio, I mean, he, he, he swings his arm. It's not an elbow that catches him, but when you swing your arm like that, you're always going to get a red card. I'm not sure whether Willie Colmby thought it was an elbow um, because of the angle he was at, but uh, you can see why he sent him off. Mm. Well, there are. The, the votes are in, and very generally speaking, the Super Scoreboard panel are split on the penalty. <laughs> they think that John Lundstrom should never have been sent off, and they think that Alfredo Morelos absolutely should have been sent off. That'll keep everyone happy, I'm sure. Um, I mean, Roger Hanna, what about the actual result, the outcome? Well, we've been waiting for somebody to blink so far this season, either Celtic or Rangers, and Rangers are the first to have blinked. And Hugh mentioned at the top of the show that the thing that made a difference in last year's title race was Rangers' inability to see out results away from home. You think about that 3-3 in Dingwall, you think about Tanadice, you think about Petaudry last season, that's where they dropped the points that allowed Celtic to win the league. And there'll be a worry now that this is just the first blink away from home again. Uh, yeah, Hugh Evans, what's, your, what's that phrase again? A draw's a disaster, mm. a defeat's a catastrophe. So Rangers have had a disaster. And it will add to the fun of the fair tomorrow at Celtic Park because... Uh, the Celtic fans would be delighted on Game 4 of the season to take a points advantage over Rangers. However, they're playing hearts. It will be a wonderful occasion at Celtic Park tomorrow. But I cannot contradict my own saying, if I say a draw is a disaster or defeat's a catastrophe, then Rangers have had a disaster. <sighs> Let's be honest, Roger, this aftermath is going to be dominated by... Well, primarily Rangers feeling aggrieved because they're the ones that will feel, and that they'll feel the perception from them would be that, you know, they had it in the bag, and then Willie Collins popped up and had his say. 
Of course Hibs might respond and say Well it shouldn't have been a penalty in, in the first place To set Rangers on their way At a time when they weren't in the ascendancy in the match um, Welcome back to the new season Yeah, welcome back to the new season indeed I think if you can park Willie Collum for a minute though Did Rangers yeah, really do enough <laughs> Well indeed Did Rangers really do enough in an attacking sense to win the game there were lots of spells before that James Tavernier penalty when you know I was driving up to Perth I was listening to you guys in the show you were talking about how poor Matondo was how anonymous Cholak was how the you know Rangers even either side of that double substitution that bizarre double substitution by Lee Johnson either side of that they weren't really causing David Marshall and his defence too many problems so I know they've gone and scored twice but sometimes you know you need to mm. go and put a game away and not give Hibernian the chance to stage that dramatic late comeback Right, the only one that in amongst the panel there's no debate about is Morelos everybody thinks it was a sending off Hugh, you're the only one that thinks Lundstrom's was the correct decision why is that? I think it was reckless I think it was rash I think he uh, absolutely knew what he was mm. doing But again, and- none of them are in the criteria for a red card though you know the, the if it's a straight red card that's serious foul play which says that the tackle needs to endanger the safety of the opponent or use excessive force or brutality so well, did it do those I, things? I'd like to uh, know to what extent Martin Boyle felt he was endangered mm. because he, he went down in a way that was clearly a sore one for him you guys aren't as convinced no, no, I, no I, 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 <clears throat> look football's about opinions and that's great I do not think when because you have look, you have to hold it up against that rule. Well, it's all right us saying not throwing our opinions around, but you have to you have to check it off against the rule. That's yeah, what Willie Collins I, doing. I in think his head. I think it was David Trail that said that he he looked at you know Willie having a look at it at the beginning, and it, you look at his his foot, it's quite high, Gordon. But there's no endangering opponent there. He's basically tripping him up. It's a yellow card. Move on. It's not a red, but Morelis is definitely a red. But and we're watching it again there now. Willie's about four or five yards away for that, so he gets the best view you can ever imagine. And we're seeing it in slow motion. There's no way in the world that is endangering a pawn. Mark Wilson on Lundstrom were Rangers uh, hard done by. Oh, of course, it's up there with as poor a refereeing decision uh, as you'll see all season. Purely because the reasons Daz just said, Willie Collum is four yards away. It's not as if it's at the other side of the pitch or his view is blocked. He is right there. You can clearly see Lundstrom takes one for the team. Jake Doyle Hayes does the exact same in the first half. So Willie's already set a precedence of what he's going to allow for that sort of tackle. So how can you change your mind? And so quickly again, we joked about it earlier on that Willie Collum is twitching. Hugh said he's twitching to get that red card out of his pocket and he couldn't have been quicker there. So... I'm afraid it's, it's such poor refereeing and I think we're long past the time that referees should be allowed to be asked after games why you came to that conclusion because of the only person that's involved in football on that pitch that isn't they put up for media duties after a game and I get oh they'll get scrutinised well so does managers get scrutinised so do young players get scrutinised why the referees mm, not get scrutinised Plenty more where that came from Throughout the afternoon We tried to come up with a vote They're split on the penalty They think that Lundstrom is hard done by They think Morelos had to go That's the view of the Super Scoreboard panel What about you lot out there? You can tweet us And we will take calls of course When the open line is here A bit later on this afternoon But we do have fantastic 3 o'clock games as well And we will go back around the grounds next 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What an afternoon it's been in the Scottish Premiership. Hibs 2, Rangers 2, four goals, a penalty, two red cards, an injury time equaliser. It is all there and we will pick our way through it tonight and probably for the next few weeks if Scottish football's history is anything to go by. But let's not forget about the brilliant games we've got coming up at three o'clock. Let's go back to Motherwell Livingston. Um, Stevie Hamill, first home game in official charge. David, 570 odd appearances Many of them at for Park And now he's in the dugout officially uh, As the Motherwell manager Yeah, special day For Stephen, I'm sure he'll be looking for a repeat of last week's 3-2 at Aberdeen Gordon Motherwell were so good up at Pataudry It was a dream start and I think Stevie I'm sure he'll say to his players that's the standard for the rest of the season um, You know, it was a difficult start You know, Graham Alexander lo- losing his job Going out to Sligo but you know, that, that really set the tone for what Stevie wants going forward. This is always a really good fixture. If you remember back in April, I was at the Tony McEnroe when they last met. Everyone remembers Ricky Lemmy's um, injury time header to get Motherwell the 2-2 draw, put them in the top six, incredible scenes that day. And Motherwell, Stevie Hammer will be happy to know, do have a good record against Livingston. They haven't lost in this fixture in two and a half years. And Livingston haven't won at Fir Park in almost 20 years. Their last one at Fir Park was a 5-1 victory in October 2002. And guess who the Motherwell left back was that day? Stevie Hamill, so he'll be hoping for no repeat today. I think it's fair to say he's beginning to put his stamp in the team. He's trying to sort out a deal for Robert Snodgrass. He's been pretty open about that. He's also added Stuart McKinstry on loan from Leeds this week as well. So I think towards the end of the transfer window, I could see a couple of more faces coming in. Um, as I said earlier on, you know, Ricky Lamy is back from suspension. That's just the one change. Beavis McGabby uh, goes out and drops to the bench. We'll just run through the teams again for you. Liam Kelly and goals for Motherwell. Paul McGinn, Ricky Lamy. Sondre Solholm and Stephen O'Donnell at the back, Callum Slattery, Dean Connelly, Sean Goss, Blair Spittle and Kevin Van Veen and Connor Shields up front. Subs for Motherwell are Oxburgh, McGabby, Maguire, Efford, McKinstry, Johnston, Morris, Tierney and Mann. As I said, Livy don't have a great record here but they come into this one off the back of really strong wins over the United and Hibs. I heard you speaking about in the show earlier in the week, you know, Joel Nubley is certainly one of the Premiership's four men, he's a man to watch here and Motherwell will really need to contain him but... The star of the show for live today is surely Scott Pittman. Club record, 310th appearance. You know, he's very unassuming character. Doesn't like the limelight at all, but what a player he's been for Livy. He is a legend of the club and he's only 30 still, so you must think he get to 400, 500 games it's going down. Livy have also, Livy have stuck to the team. It's stuck with the same team, sorry, that won at Hibs last week. And it's Shamal George in goals, Nicky Devlin, Jack Fitzwater, Ayobalai and Christian Montano. With Stefan Omionga, Jason Holt, Sean Kelly in midfield, Andrew Shinney and Scott Pittman just behind Joel Nibley. Subs for Livingston are Conor Valov, Longridge, Penrice, Brandon, Bitsindu, Kankar, Bahambula, Mullen and Kincalves. And the referee at Fir Park is Nick Walsh. Question would be, is this the last game, the last team Stevie Hamill picks before he's able to think about Robert Snodgrass for selection? I think there's a good chance, I do. You know, Robert Snodgrass without a club, I think he'd quite like to come back to Scotland. You look about, you know, I think he, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he's maybe kind of based up here now, again, in this kind of central belt, and you look about and you think, I think he'd be a good fit. I think Motherwell could do with someone in that sort of creative role. He could play either side or behind a striker. Really good pro, great Scotland experience as well. So I think it's one that certainly I think the fans would take to Gordon. David Frio has absolutely cursed Motherwell. He's done a me. He's gone on about 20 years since Levy last won at Fair Park. Mother will always do well against Livingston. David has done you in. We need to keep an eye on Marvin Bartley as well. Some mm. some accusations about 
inappropriate conduct in the dugout from him this season. Oh. I'm, keep, I'm going to be keeping an eye. He's, he's got a few wee tricks up his sleeve. I'm 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 getting various sources. Uh, in the main stand at Fir Park today just to keep a wee eye on what's going on down there uh, Dundee United against St Mirren Fraser on the 20th of August I'm not sure like must win we all get a bit carried away with these things Jack Ross could really be doing with one is that fair? Absolutely yeah I mean it's, it's nothing near a crisis or anything like that but uh, I think they've got Celtic at Parkhead uh, next as well so all of a sudden what started really well and if your season started well it could become a bit of a problem for them you're sitting here a couple of weeks ago on a Saturday and the United fans were looking forward to playing Livy on the Sunday they were basking the glory but they went against Altbar and then he fast forward seven days and that's how short football can change it they lost to Livy hammered by AZ and then lost heavily at Tynkill Castle last week and of course that led to the the closed door meeting between the players no Jack Ross no management involved in it sometimes good to clear the air but we'll see come five o'clock and I think having had those heavy defeats, 12 goals in those games. Jack will want to shore up the back, and uh, Mulgrew's back to the back four today. I'm playing midfield last week, and likes of Fletcher and Watt to grab the goals at the other end. But I think they'll find it difficult up here. Simon will fancy their chances. They won here towards the tail end of last season, and they come here full of confidence. Good win against Ross County. I saw them play really well against Motherwell first game of the season. They played well, but just couldn't score. And that, in essence, is the problem for Simon and the other teams in the bottom of the six for all their good play. They can't turn it into goals. So the likes of a younger Malin, sorry, Main and Brophy. They'll be looking to them to actually bring some goals because Richard Tate, unlikely source, but brilliant goal last week was the only goal against uh, against Ross County. And just to give you a, a wee update on the teams as well, just briefly, Mark Berigiti paid the price, I say, for those poor games and poor goals that he's lost. He's dropped to the bench along with Graham and Kujo and Fletcher and Levitt and Eriksson in goal. So Carl Johan Eriksson in goal, Liam Smith, Ryan Edwards, Charlie Mulgrew, Aziz Behitch at the back, Dylan Levitt and Ian Harks in the midfield with Glenn Middleton, Jamie McGrath and Tony Watt behind. Stephen Fletcher, Birigiti, McMahon, Graham, Niskanen, Clark, Sybil, Mickinson, Freeman and Kujo are on the bench. Two changes, surprise, Joe Shaughnessy, the skipper, drops to the bench alongside Greg Kilty and in come Declan Gallagher, free suspension of Mark O'Hara, who'd had a head knock. They go 3-5-2, Tom Carson in goals, Marcus Fraser, Declan Gallagher and Charles Dunn at the back, Ryan Strain, Keanu Bacchus, Ethan Erehon, Mark O'Hara and Richard Tate in midfield with Jonah Ayunga and Curtis Main out front, Urminski, Shaughnessy, Reid, Flynn, Henderson, Kilty, Offord, Grieve and Brophy are the subs and the rest are new name to me at Tanadice, Matthew McDermott What's he thinking coming into this madhouse? Matthew McDermott, we wish him well Well, the day started off in fine fashion Matthew, you've got to continue in your own way uh, but it's a big day for Jack Ross yeah. Never mind that Matthew Think Matthew's got Willie Collin posters on his wall? Don't answer that Let's go to McDermott Park, St Johnston, Aberdeen with Roger Hanna yeah, looking forward to it, Gordon, simply because I don't think there's much between these teams at the moment. They've got matching records in the Premiership, one win and two defeats so far this season. But, you know, David was talking there about Livingston's record at Firth Park. What about Aberdeen's record on the road? They've not won away in the league under Jim Goodwin. They've not won away in the league in 2022. And they've not won away in the league since a 1-0 win here at McDermott Park last December. And even that winning goal from Teddy Jenks, if you remember, shouldn't have stood because he handled the ball in the build-up to the goal. And, and looking at the teams today, it's just that game was just eight months ago, and it shows you the rapid turnover in personnel. St Johnson have one survivor in the starting lineup today, James Brown, and Aberdeen have only two, Ross McCrory and Johnny Hayes. So these are two sides very much in transition and very much just trying to get a foothold on, on the form this season I'm not expecting too many goals unfortunately I think in the last 11 meetings over the past three seasons between these sides 
only once has a team scored more than a single goal in a game so I don't think it will be a goal fest at McDermott Park this afternoon and, and trying to prevent him at one end will be Andrew Considine it's his first ever game as I said earlier on against the Dons having played 571 times in a red jersey he's put him fourth in the all-time appearance list for Aberdeen behind Willie Miller, Alec McLeish and Bobby Clark he is a Dons legend and I'm sure he will find it strange this afternoon playing in a St Johnson jersey against him a couple of changes as we said for St Johnson Daniel Phillips will come in for his first start in place of Cammy McPherson in midfield and James Brown's recalled at left wing back in place of Adam Montgomery so it's Remy Matthews in goal Ryan McGowan, Alec Mitchell and Andy Considine at the back Dre Wright, Daniel Phillips, Melker Halberg and James Brown across the middle with Graham Carey and Jamie Murphy supporting Theo Bear on the bench Parish, Kucherai Gordon, Crawford, Ballantyne, May, O'Halloran, Mahon and Davidson. As for Aberdeen, one change. Matty Kennedy limped out that defeat to Motherwell last week. He's out. Hayden Coulson comes back in at left-back. It is a bit of a rejig to accommodate him at left-back. Liam Scales needs to go to centre-half. Ross McCrory comes into an anchor role in midfield. Leighton Clarkson pushes up into the number 10 role. And Vicente Bezoan goes to the right wing. So a lot of changes positionally for Jim Goodwin. So it's Kel Russ in goal. Jaden Richardson, Anthony Stewart, Liam Scales and Hayden Coulson across the back. Ilber Ramadani and Ross McCrory in midfield. And then Vicente Bezoan, Leighton Clarkson and Johnny Hayes behind Bojan Miofsky. On the bench, Lewis, Morris, McKenzie, Duke, Watkins, Povara, Duncan, Milne and Ramirez. And the referee is Craig Napier. Some great stats getting thrown around today, isn't there? We've got the total number of uh, appearances for Andy Considine. We've had the unbeaten or the, the winless run on the road for Jim Goodwin. Here's my favourite start of the day, Dave Galloway. Did you know there are only three wimpies in the entirety of Scotland and every time you go to Dingwall, you put a picture of a wimpy bag on your Instagram? Yes, indeed. I thought there were four. Oh, listen, to be fair, to be fair, if one man would know, it is you. Don't take my word for it. A simple Google uh, tells me that it's only three, but you might be right. Was it good? It was amazing, thank you. Quarter pounder with cheese <laughs> meal. Very nice. Honestly, I did not know they were still on the go, but Dave keeps me informed when he goes to Dingwall. Anyway, the football match that you're going to watch, Dave, should be a good one. Yeah, I had a diet cola just to balance oh, it out, good. just Thanks. to, just to for that. put you in the picture. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. You know, um, last time they met here at the Global Energy Stadium, we had a, a five-goal thriller and a red card, so hopefully we're in for another uh, entertaining encounter. And, you know, leading up to this one, both teams could certainly do with a win here today, Gordon, as they target their first Premiership victories of the season. A quick uh, resume of the teams again. Two changes for uh, County. Danda and Olegby replacing Edwards and Samuel. So it's Laidlaw in goals, Johnson, Baldwin, Yakoviti and Purrington at the back, Callaghan and Kankola at the sitters with Olegby, Danda and Sims behind the main striker, Hewula. On the bench, Edwards, Owura, Dominic Samuel, Luturi, Watson, Harman, Tilson, Ben Payton and Jordan White. As for Kamarik, three changes. In come Wright, uh, McInroy and Paulworth out drop Murray, Donnelly and Dorset. So it's Walker in goals at the back. Ellie Biosu, uh, Taylor, Mayo and Wright. Midfield, McKenzie, Power, McInroy and Paulworth with Lafferty and Shaw up top. The subs for Kelly today. Woods, Austin, Armstrong, Sanders, Murray, Waters, Donnelly, Satona and Cameron and the match referee is David Monroe. Four goals at Easter Road, a penalty, two red cards for Rangers, dropped points for Giovanni Van Bronckerside. What will the three o'clock kickoffs have in store? 
We'll find out next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've probably had enough excitement Hugh Keevans oh, yeah. That we could just end it there That would be enough for a Saturday But we've got four more games in the Premiership And some brilliant fixtures down the leagues as well What is not to love? Well The day has started in dramatic fashion I look at every other fixture now And I see something of intrigue and interest there You know Motherwell Stevie Hamill's Debut as Motherwell manager At Fair Park Jack Ross needs a result He's lost 11 goals In two games He's dropped the goalkeeper As a consequence He cannot fail Against St Mirren Or the Dundee United fans Will be very upset Aberdeen Three wins in total Under Jim Goodwin In 15 league matches They go there On the back of a defeat From Motherwell They've got to do better At St Johnston and Ross County, the only team in the league with no points at home to a Kilmarnock side who were mauled by Celtic last Sunday. So there's something for everyone. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Canvas Lang Showroom now open to the public. We go again As the footballers say We're just getting over That first game At Easter Road And it was an absolute cracker You can tweet us your thoughts And we're going to hear From the managers oh. I am extremely keen To hear what Lee Johnson And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Made of the big talking points We've got big games At three o'clock We've got the teasers We've got all the usual nonsense So stay in touch And I'll give you the nod For the uh, for the open line When it's your chance to have your say We're already getting goals oh. Going in Peterhead 1 Queen of the South nil. Max Gillis With just 2 minutes On the clock Is he not a colleague Of yours or something Mark Wilson Colleague's the, brother Yeah and he's, he's a right back And he scores He's yeah. on loan From Queen's Park yeah, Put you to shame uh, Goal scoring right back Anyway mm. what's the ACA looking like In the 3 o'clock games None of you got it right earlier You all took Rangers To win comfortably Redemption Is up for grabs here Mother Olivia Draw mm. Dundee United St Mirren Draw Wow St Johnston Aberdeen Home win oh. Home win And Ross County Kilmarnock Home win This could be the first day He gets none right mm, No I'm, 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 I'm going I'm going win. Right Come on Mushroom Let's go Do you want me to go Alright I, well, I agree with you I middle. think it'll be a draw uh, Motherwell Livy I think Dundee United Are certs to beat St Mirren today I think Jim Goodwin's Aberdeen Will win Away at St Johnston And Ross County Will beat Kilmarnock Oh no I went uh, Draw Motherwell Livingston Home win Away win Home win well, I went Oh it's the same There oh, we go oh, yeah. There you go look It's written down um, Kick off at Roger Hanna's match St Johnson Aberdeen Has been delayed A fan has taken ill In the stand Obviously it goes without saying We Wish that fan well Hopefully there is A speedy response Hopefully a quick recovery And everything is okay Forget the football match For now uh, hopefully the health and well-being of that fan in particular Is taken care of very soon There are goals going in already though Hamilton Aki's nil Wraith Rovers won Dylan Easton Had a fantastic season last season at Airdrie Didn't he go into Wraith Rovers And put them one up at Hamilton Yeah what a start Dylan Easton I uh, used to play alongside him At Dumbarton Many years uh, ago Every player in the, the country Ryan Murray obviously loves him Because he then had him at Airdrie mm-hmm. He's now taking him to Wraith Big chance in Mirren First minute And probably should have scored A younger just wide With a header from Strain's cross I just wonder If Stephen Robinson Will be cursing that one uh, And Jack Ross Yeah as we said earlier Really needs A victory But he's unbeaten Against St Mirren In the six SPFL games Since he left 
four wins and two draws. You need it today. Uh, well, I think this is a big game for John. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not saying he's going to be. I think you or you come under pressure. I'm not going to say he's going to lose his job or anything, but. After the last few games and the European campaign, which was an absolute disaster, um, I think that he's got to get the fans back on board. Um, they were excited with the home leg against AZ. Uh, they were excellent that night. They took a lot of pats in the back. And then Livingston came calling, won. And then, obviously, the disaster on the Thursday night. So, um, And... I watched them against Hearts last Sunday, Gordon. I thought they were very, very poor. Low in confidence, you can expect that. He's had a week now to turn that round. Dropped to goalkeeper, quite right. I don't know where the boy got his um, his gloves. He must have found, found them in a wheelie <laughs> bin for Christmas. It was all over the place. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they start. See when you look at United going forward, the midfield. When, when Who's at the game, actually? Fraser. When Fraser was reading it, the midfield, you've got... Levitt and Harks in there two good players then in front of them you know you've got Middleton, Watt and McGrath and then uh, Fletcher up front I mean how strong is that? So I think the United fans seeing the signings and getting excited about them they're, they're quite entitled to expect a wee bit more after that AZ Altmar home performance but I think they'll be a certainty this afternoon yeah, I, I, I've I've taken them. I think that they've got to bounce back. And uh, Mark says there, you, you talk about the players, they've got a decent squad done the United. They've got good quality. They've got good experience up the pitch. They've got guys that can score goals. Levitt has been a brilliant signing for them, but they need to get off the mark here today. Bit of brotherly love at Fir Park. Liam Kelly in goal for Motherwell. Sean Kelly in the Livingston team as well, coming up ah. against each other. Why did you look so good? You, did not, you didn't know they were brothers, did I you? I didn't know they Seriously? were brothers. Seriously? The Kelly brothers? Uh, the Kellys? The Kellys? No, I didn't know they were brothers. <sighs> really? Sake, honestly. To be fair, no, they didn't. Did brothers, really? Uh, you just, and a man who started his career at Fir Park is the Livy skipper, Nicky Devlin. One of those cross-come shots, a bit of both, and a well-held by Liam Kelly. Annan won Sterling Albion, nil Tommy Goss on seven minutes, which I think you gives us a good opportunity to do this. Oh. The first oh. half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Since the English Premier League era began, that was season... Whoa, 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 whoa. A question about the English Premier oh, League no. about, the guys, about, right? I'm not hold listening on, this on. is a Scottish football show this is, a question of, right. this is a question about Scottish people <sighs> fine mm. we'll let it slide this time since the English Premier League era began season 1992-93 only six Scotsmen have made mm. 300 appearances or more in the English top flight Name them So the English Premier League Began in 92-93 mm-hmm. Only six Scots Have made 300 appearances Or more In that division Who are they? What a question At Clyde SSB Head over there You can read it Written down If you weren't paying attention To Hugh Which is entirely possible Inevitable. And that is where you Send your answers as well So it's pretty straightforward You put all the names On one tweet and it's a bit of a race. You're trying to beat everyone else to it. So get thinking. Send them in at Clyde SSB. I really like that. No, oh, we're flying. We are flying. Because yeah. I, I think there'll be about 12 names that come to mind, maybe more, and you're going to have to whittle it down uh, and get the right six. So looking forward to seeing how you get on at Clyde SSB. What a game 
Am I allowed to mention it? Mm. Between Crystal Palace, Aston Villa already won all. Ollie Watkins put Steven Gerrard's Villa ahead. And Wilfred Zaha has equalised. Chance done United. Low driven cross by Ian Harks. It was a great challenge by Gallagher to clear and stop Stephen Fletcher sticking the ball away. So it sounds like a good game that. Chances at both ends so far. Exactly the start that Jack Ross needs to pick the crowd up. You know, never mind the players. I think he he would have got through to the players and they're all kind of single minded now. But Did the crowd. Did uh, clear the air talks? Yes, among the that, players. That's that phrase. Do you want to do that in August, do you? No, no. Was that the one he didn't get into the meeting? Correct. Yeah, I had a few then, but what I used to do is stick one member of my staff in. Report back to me What they say <laughs> Then I would get, then I'd get I the ones Out that. the door yeah. and, who, yeah. and who was this grass uh, I was one of my staff I always put one of my staff in oh, He's not willing to name but surely You the, can tell that David Field Works in the, the tabloid business Clear the air talks He's uh, described as A dressing room inquest Ah these phrases that no one uses in any other walk of life but football you have to you have mm. to get it right you players, players, players must have been pretty thick not to uh, understand not to understand that your member of staff would go and clipe to you <laughs> sitting yeah, there but, with his initials but, on listen but <laughs> it was inconspicuous I was usually my physio right so the physio room <laughs> the f- I don't know why but uh, the physio oh, room oh you've done them in bus you've just outed them as a grass to the whole nation the physio the physio room is Joint on really to the dressing room, so he could eerie wig <laughs> with a glass at and the he, door. And he, go, and he goes, Gaffer, just to let you know, number four. And believe me, it was Gordon that taught him that glass to the ear trick. Yeah, He's done yeah. that a few times. Number so four, show him the door. <laughs> no, the same purpose. Very different circumstances. Yeah. I like this message I've had from Andrew Mitchell. Did you know such a thing existed, right? Um, such a thing existed. Andrew sent me this a picture. He says, My pal found this moving house. I was a bit worried, right? You know, found some dodgy things mm. moving house. Not as dodgy as this. It's from the 2007 2008 pin collection, and it's a pin badge of Mark Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. that's, a, that's a belter. Who in the right mind is walking about with that? Pins oh, to them. oh, that's the kind of thing you know. You you wear on your scarf when you're going along, and you collect <laughs> the pins. That's a collector's item there. I love that. Do you know what, Andrew? See if your pal's willing to send it into us. We'd have good. We'd like to see that. What do you mean we'll have good fun? I'll keep yeah, that. That is not. Oh, it's in a package and everything. Yeah, it's, oh, it's pa- oh, it comes in its original oh, package. Hold on a minute. Does that add something to the He's value? He's been given that and never even owned it. He's Can like, I not get any? No. I not get any cat. If I, Copy image rights. rights. Well, interesting. Maybe Roger Hanna can look into it. It appears to have been launched in conjunction with the Scottish Sun. It's got the Scottish Sun oh, logo. Roger, I'll expect a check in the post. So <laughs> what, what, what you had to do, right, was you had to cut out your voucher from the Sun and then that entitled you to get it for one ninety nine, but only with the voucher. <laughs> but, but, right, oh, by right, the way, the effort that the guys went to to cut that out the paper, right, yeah, right, they right, must have really wanted that's, it. Right, this is what I can't understand. Effort cut out the paper, one ninety nine. I'm all for I'm on board why you why could you well I'm assuming they're all it was them all so you get a collection no no no, I think you you had to pick you had to pick your favourite listen if you had to pick your favourite mate you ain't selling 199s let me tell you let me tell you right now well never forget 199 plus the price of the paper so you're talking £2 39 back in those days (laughs) exactly that would have been the 30 pence for a newspaper back in those days Hugh when did it start going up 
Uh, well, I mean, they're incredible prices now. They're fortune now. Uh, by the way, that same physio was at Motherwell. Fraser Wishart says he was called the plant because he knew he would run and tell Tommy McLean uh, what was going on. <laughs> uh, on a more relevant note, an early yellow card for Bech uh, at Tanadice. So he's gone into the book already. Um, and a, a poignant one, football fans. Always try and do their bit Come together in these types of moments An applause at Fir Park For Faye Taylor A nine year old Who passed away during the week Does not bear thinking about No And uh, football fans Trying to do their bit And uh, show a bit of support To the family So there we go That's that one At Fir Park um, Don't forget You can send your answers into the first half teaser And please do At Clyde SSB Hugh's already given you the question You can see it over there on Twitter uh, Let me see your list You two Just an early show I'll decide Right Along the right lines Yeah You're of them. What have you given me Six names Aye You have got Five <laughs> Six One Oh no <laughs> <laughs> No way One out of six Are you joking I'm not even telling you Which one Ah, so this is harder than I first thought when you read that out. You're right, there must be a list of 12, 13 names. And we've got one. <laughs> one? Can you give us a clue which one? The Sh- obvious one, come on. The short one? I don't know which obvious one. Bottom left on your paper. Oh, right, okay. Come yeah. on, obviously. Uh, see your suggestions. This oh, one well, here. Right, okay. Right, we'll the other one. five were my suggestions. We've, we've got a starter. We know where we're oh, going. Oh, no, 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 no. I've found something worse than the pin badge. Ooh. Absolutely worse than the pin badge. Roger Hanna sent me it. A Bristol City, I mean, seriously. Oh, this isn't after, good. after what you did to that football club, a Bristol City hand signed Mark Wilson 2012 13 match attacks card oh, on sale for two ninety nine on eBay. Oh, I, I, I must admit, I would even say that that's too much for my time at Bristol City. I, I can't even believe I made the. Look at signature. Look at the strip. Do you ever go back and do the half time draw around? Uh, Bristol City. I don't think I would get in the city. Never mind the were ground. You, were you really poor, were you? Oh, it was awful. I was awful. I was coming to terms with leaving Celtic and having one knee. And I, I came up against. Well, we see that championship at that time. I came up against some good players who. Who was the best in that Bruce league? Because you've spoken me. about, you know, Ronaldinho and all the Champions League guys. Who were the, the standouts oh, in that division? Me, Johnny Parson. I tell you who had a. He was at Burnley at the time, Trippy. Yeah. He was outstanding. He was playing right back as well, uh, but he was outstanding. Right, so you're right back, he's right back. You ain't coming up against him. He played him. left back, I uh, lot remember. Uh, no, but not for Bristol. But nah, he kept, he kept whipping balls in on uh, top of my head. But uh, they were all quick, athletic, and at that time, they were just breezing by me. I didn't play a lot down there. Richard Foster took my place. I blame him. Um, there's a former Motherwell midfielder who's doing great things. Got into the Scotland squad at the end of the, the season there. Alan Campbell, not known for his goals, but he's put Luton one up at Swansea. Been brilliant, isn't he? Still he's nothing. Been brilliant for In that. our Premiership. Uh, right, I think we're going to hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Let's Does go. that interest you? Four goals, drop points, a penalty, two red cards for his team. He's been speaking to Sky. Here's what he made of the game and those incidents. It was a very, uh, you know, physical game. Of course, after the two red cards, you know, we were fighting to get the win. It was always going to be difficult. We almost succeeded in, in getting the three points, but um, you know, in the injury time, they 
just fell on the right position and they could score the equalizer it cost us of course with with, with nine and a lot of energy to uh, to prevent them in scoring you know we worked hard to deny them the goal but in the end we just came short as i said it was a physical game i think first half i saw some tackles you know with a lot of passion you know the ref decides the decision if it's a red card or, or, or a yellow card you know john was harsh to get the red card i think it was a foul but I think he didn't have any intention to hit him really hard, so I was surprised he gave the red card. So we have to look into it in this one. And the second half, yeah, you know, with the physicality they have, it's always going to be fighting duels, especially with the long balls. You know, they're very physically very strong as well. So second red card, I haven't seen it back. You know, we have to clearly see what, what happened there. But after the two decisions, we were with nine men. So. It was for us, you know, especially when we had the ball, very difficult to keep the ball. And we're just like avoiding the the goal against us. So Lundstrom's was harsh. He's surprised he got sent off. That matches the majority of you in here. Hugh, obviously you thought different, but I think most people that have been getting in touch seem to agree with the Rangers manager. He's not seen the second one back, so we'll need to get I'm an su- update uh, on that. surprised by that. I mean, they see everything instantly. They have guys on the, the dugout, who are in the dugout with them who... Have the capacity to show them immediately what has happened. Uh, I, I don't know. I get the impression he has declined to comment on that one just now. I agree with yeah. you, Hugh. Um, you're right. He'll have. He gets information. He will. But, but to be a, yeah, generally, but maybe sometimes because at that point the game's got extremely frantic. He's gone down to nine men. He's had to reshuffle. Like you've got a choice here. You, you, like, you're in you're in danger of calling the man a barefaced liar. No, no, I'm not calling him a liar. Oh, but he I, says he hasn't seen it, and you're saying you don't believe him. Well, I think that you've got an opportunity. You're saying when in the dugout. Generally when you get in the dressing room after a game You'll go through and you'll sit with your staff You'll go over things You know you're going to get asked these questions yeah. right? So you think he has seen it? Um, I, yeah probably So he's and lying I, No and I think he's do- I, No I think oh. he doesn't want to comment on it There okay, you go Fair enough I think that's uh, I think he's just saying Look Queen's I don't Park want to go on Up at our broth Simon Murray uh, With the goal there uh, Mark does I take, well, I know it does because you've shown your hand earlier. But Giovanni van Bronckhorst's description of Lundstrom's red card sort of matches yours. Yeah. Harsh, surprising. Yeah. I, I mean, he's spot on, and he's he's seen it back. He would have looked at it, and he comes to the same conclusion as us all. Look, a manager is there to defend his players, and he will defend them at the hill at every turn. That's in my opinion why he's seen he, he's not seen it back the Morelos one because it's very difficult to look at that. As an honest man And say That that wasn't a red card So They'll try their best To get him Off the hook probably Because they need him But it was a red card He's only done what Every other manager would do He's ducked out the question Quite rightly so He didn't want to get caught up And he commented on You know He used the word physical Quite a lot in the thing saying, And it was It was physical It wasn't over physical I agree with him And the Lundstrom thing I thought, I thought it was a, a yellow card All day long Look He's not wanting You're right Mark He's trying to get Morelis up to fitness He'll have been disappointed Morelis um, And he's just Decided not to get caught up In the conversation And the easiest way to do that Is say look I've not really had a, a good look at it I've not uh, been able to sit down And look at it yet And I'll, ad- I'll address it probably tomorrow Or something But um, I think you'll be disappointed uh, He had the game He had the three points I don't yeah. think 11 v 11 Hibs Would have taken anything off Rangers uh, Nine men Is a very difficult job And it was the 
the, the second goal for Hibs You've got to say Was a quality goal It was a great strike mm. You know what I mean They went card open It was a very very good well, strike we never know it might, it might actually take a while Depending um, Rangers have obviously A certain way of Doing their <laughs> media relations I think as was well publicised Last season I can't really remember Even the process I, I certainly don't think There's scope to go and speak To the newspapers now Or anything like that So it might well be The next time we hear From Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Is Tuesday ahead of the game and whether people still want to know about Morelos or not then we will find out are both nil Queen's Park 2 the fairy tale chapter yeah. 2 of the fairy tale can be hard Hugh Keevans it's gone pear shaped uh, they brought Scott Allen on board but I don't think Scott Allen is an Arbroath type player uh, I wish him well he's but on I the bench by the way not yeah, his fault yet yeah no but I, I, I don't think Arbroath was the club for him however um I think it's, it has gone off the rails at Arbroath after a, a stunning season when they very nearly won promotion and Dick Campbell very nearly won the manager of the year. Uh, it's gone pear shaped. It was always going to be difficult here. Yeah. Um, you know, they lose players, they have to regroup, it's a part time, the catchment area. Look, you know, he'll keep the team in the league, but last year was a fairy tale. Uh, it was a one off. It was a wee bit like the. Okay, uh, the the Leicester scenario when they were up there and everybody mm-hmm. thought they were going to fail or drop down the league and they kept hanging on and they had a brilliant season under Dick Campbell and he'll keep them going but they ain't going to do that this season. Well, Lee Johnson's thoughts, anyone? Yes. Oh, yes. My, my take on the game in the first half was really poor. I envisaged a much better performance, a much more aggressive front foot performance. You know, I... I came into the club with a prerequisite of being a pressing team and we didn't lay a glove on Rangers in the first half. I made the change, which nobody likes to do, but sometimes you've got to bite the bullet. Uh, two changes very early, which I think helped us at least have an organisational structure um, to be able to, to go man for man, to get tight. There was even things wrong in that, which needed us to get to half-time to have a biblical blooming team talk to then get us going a little bit. The boys delivered in the second half, and I think that was what created the incidents. Obviously the goal, the equaliser, um, good pressure, good counter-attack. Obviously Lundstrom sending off, which is probably a yellow, it's probably a tactical foul in my eyes. At the same time, I didn't think it was a penalty, and I thought Bashiri should have had a penalty. I think if there's VAR, the penalty is 50-50. I think Bashiri is probably 85-15, the one he got dragged down in the first half. There's a lot of incidents, but we created that by our pressure in the second half and what we tried to, to do and actually executed much better than we did in the first. Well, there we are. Lee Johnson even says John Lundstrom shouldn't have been sent off. However, he does think that Rangers shouldn't have had a penalty and he thinks Hibbs should have had one. And on we go, round and round. Well, the very fact is that the Hibbs manager thinks it wasn't a penalty and one of his players... Aidan McGeady doing television work today said it was a penalty and that's the way this story will play out for the remainder of the day and for as long as we discuss this match will be 50-50 on all of the big calls because there is never unanimity and there won't be unanimity about Morelos either because you'll get Rangers fans saying all manner of things to get him off the hook but uh, he's just said Lee Johnson um, the most interesting thing The biblical team talk Have you ever done a biblical team talk? Occasionally um, The only thing I would say You 
Maybe standing on your own now Because we're getting close to unanimity on John Lundstrom If the Hibs manager th- says it should have been well, a yellow No I'm not on my one Because Willie Collum agrees with me Wow mm. Wow oh. What a duo What a defence here from Mr Keith. And if anyone wants to sign up to that two man club uh, Please don't all phone in at once You, you Listen There's no shame in just Sometimes you need up. to hold your hands up and say Look, no, he thing moves keeps from ship, keeps singing the live from one mistake to the other with no loss of enthusiasm. Correct. Uh, Ricky mm. Lamy at the back post with a header. He was on the stretch. It doesn't really come to much. A goss free kick. County have had a penalty claim turned down. Sims went down in the box. What did you make of Lee Johnson's interview there? Um, I thought he was very honest about uh, Lundstrom. I think that we all agree, apart from Hugh and Willie. Um, I can see him making the claim. For his own, the, the, for Hibs penalty, but I thought that, you know, if you look at Hanlon at the back of Tavernier, he's pulling him down as well. So I can understand why that's not given. He's talking about VAR, that'll be in shortly, and hopefully he'll be able to help us out in uh, big decisions. Uh, look, the Hibs penalty is one that we've got guys on here saying yes, it's, they think it was a penalty, other guys saying no. We'll get that. It's a 50 50, whatever way you want to look what at was it. Yours? Um, I'm saying uh, no it wasn't a penalty kick for me I don't think there was enough in it for a penalty kick uh, <clears throat> I thought Wally got a few things wrong I thought the Lundstrom was definitely wrong I don't think it was a penalty kick because I think Tavernier was getting pulled with handling as well and I definitely think the sending off with Morelis was 100% spot on Pretty honest I, I quite like the way he spoke there um, and it was interesting to hear about his tactical changes because that was the main Absolutely. talking point yeah. before any of that kicked off. And look, you've got to you've got to take your hat off to managers that are brave enough to do it because a lot I would say the majority of managers would stand there and say we'll get to half time before we change it. But he's obviously a manager that believes in himself and he, he held his hands up. He made a mistake as much as well. I don't think he was even blaming the players. I think he was blaming himself that. He had to do something to change it. Um, so fair play to him. But I do think they're papering over the cracks a wee bit, Hibs, if I'm honest. I think when you look at their season, that they scored a late one at, at McDermott Park and then they, they scored a late one against Hearts and they've scored a, they get beat last week, obviously, and then scored a late one against Nine Men Rangers. I don't think it's a season that Hibs fans expected it to be so far. Um, but the points tally... Shows them to be going along alright We'll hopefully hear more from the managers And you can have your say on the open line a bit later A reminder of the question please Hugh Okay Since the English Premier League began in 1992-93 Only six Scotsmen have made 300 appearances or more In the English top flight Who are they? Uh, Okay Some interesting answers coming in One of the common wrong ones is Dominic Matteo no, not there. No, I think he's got 276 or thereabouts appearances, so he is not on the list. I can see Derek's giving it a really good go. Robbie Boyd says Brian McClare. Jockey is not there. He's also gone Dominic Mat- Matteo. A few people have. Um, Stephen Bell says he's stuck between Colin Hendry. Not there. Paul Dickov. Not there. Okay, mm. he's got a couple. Uh, let me see. Ian Beatty says, is Kevin Gallagher one of them? Clyde Bank boy, but no, not there. Okay, okay. Mm. Let's see how that, that definitely harder than it seems, isn't it? That, that one. Is. Yeah, I've got, I've got one definite one. Well, I told you about it's twenty fun. minutes ago. You had one. No, I've got two now. All right, okay. 
It's funny how he puts his phone down and then he gets. Oh, it's, it's gets magic, magic well, isn't it? Well, well, that's see, a see if I was going to cheat, I, let me tell you, I'd have more than one in my locker here. Ah, but what you'll do is then at the last minute you'll. No, there's absolutely the no five. chance. Right, who's the other one? You well, can't see, right? No, no. <laughs> he did down for just, me. Just say it out loud and I won't, I won't say either yeah. way. Gary McAllister. 100%. Lock it in If you're listening If you've got five And you need that six Take it from the Dazzler Well done Gary well McAllister done. Yeah Boom Okay There's your dinner <laughs> Never said <seen laughs> that again That's uh, horrible uh, Blair Spittle He's uh, writing it down He's happy He's <laughs> <laughs> locking it in <laughs> He's locking it in Blair Spittle had a shot 20 yard Dragged it a bit It's gone wide Of the post I love this conversation That's just sparked on Twitter now Because everyone's sending me All the weird memorabilia uh, Of you two so Mark Wilt right, this, this will be a good I'm one a fridge magnet Between you two right Right Mark Wilson At his lowest point At Bristol City With the signed card Versus you The signed picture Man City reserves What do you think's on sale for more? Ah oh, Mines must be thousands oh, you Man mean? City reserves In the 80s Black no, and no, white no, What has he got a card? It's like a kind of picture oh, thing a few quid a Vintage ah. photograph It's not even signed Yours is signed uh, well, that, 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 dis, that devalues his If he's signed his <laughs> Mine's so got to be more worth 2 Come on Come on, man, three quid what's Higher the, or lower? What's the exchange rate at the moment? Higher or lower? Because this is in dollars It's in dollars? Oh, he's international a lot of dollars $12.90 Hold on, that must be posted Chicken packaging Yes That's when you but know you've got fame That's posted uh, in packing No Fame and fortune $12 12, 12 bucks. You know, no, not even who's buying it. Who's thinking they can sell that for $12? There's a lot of people selling that for 12 bucks, let me tell you. Take 10 for cash. There's a man who's had quite a career and quite a, a summer. Montrose won Clyde Nil, Rory McAllister. And do you know why he plays for Montrose now and not Cove Rangers? Yes, I do not know. Because it's a great story. Something you would do, put it that way. Something that you would do. Something do we work? Uh, worse, no, he booked a holiday mid season. Oh, sure he did. And said to <laughs> Gaffer, I'm going on holiday. And the Gaffer said, I don't think so. So see you later. He's now a Montrose player and he's scoring goals for them as he does everywhere uh, he goes. I know Jim McIntyre well. Uh, and I know Jim's character. Do you agree with that? Maca wouldn't be one to. Do you agree with that? A part-time outfit, part-time club. Right, guy, hold, on, hold, on hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Right. The guy, the guy the, has just had six weeks a cold season. What happens if his wife can't nothing, take the holidays nothing until happening. a certain part? What happens if his family can't nah, take you've just got to deal with it. You've no, just got you to deal can't. with it. I've told you before, my, my sister is a teacher and her husband is a lower league footballer and they very rarely can go on holiday at that time because you just don't do it. You're just a footballer a for a short period of time. If within that time you can't subscribe to the 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 schedule like the rest I of your teammates, right, here's then. one then. When mm. he's on holiday, when he's in a week's all inclusive in yeah. Marmaris or whatever, and he's got his feet up, yeah. And Cove Rangers get battered that week, and Jim McIntyre loses his job. You know, that's the way you need to think about it. Right. Yeah, the new manager comes in and phones <laughs> up. Listen, when you I buy your holidays, fifty on. <laughs> yeah, when you buy your holidays, <laughs> it's a brilliant Scottish football story, though. Yeah. Uh, it just adds to the drama uh, Not that many goals in Scotland today I hope we've not used up a day's excitement at Easter Road, Hugh Because we've actually not got a lot Well, it's um, almost as if Easter Road was too much for all of them Not a sausage in the Premier League Not a goal anywhere 
Uh, but we're only half an hour in, so I was gonna s- and I was going to say there's a couple in the championship, which there is, but I should have corrected it. Are both nil Queens Park two was what popped up on the TV, and then they seem to have corrected it, and it's only well, it's it's only one nil. It was an own goal by I'm sure no Ricky Little. The second goal, uh-huh. I have no idea. I'll look into it for you. Don't you worry. Yeah. As if we're not getting enough to do. Hmm. You know what? I fancied Queen's Park up at our broth today as well. well I wasted her one yeah, and a half. I did. Nil up. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I did. The way they're putting their season together. It'd yeah, be quite well. a story if Partick Thistle are top of the league right now. It'd be quite a story if Queen's Park and Partick Thistle were vying for promotion to the Premier League. Big day for Glasgow. Absolutely. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Um, I'd love to know. The story behind this on the Vidi printer, right? Because I've just went through our both tweets and Queen's Park's tweets, and there is no mention whatsoever of the second goal. Ah, oh, who's doing the game <laughs> so, for them there? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so it's our both now Queen's Park one. Forget that the second goal ever happened because it, well, apparently didn't. So there we're looking go. for goals in the top leagues here. The lads are yeah, that very, would be nice, wouldn't quiet, it? Yeah. Just wonder where that first goal will come from. The most exciting. <laughs> Seems to be Motherwell Livingston, I would imagine. Andy Considine booked for a high foot on Bizawin. Aberdeen fans will let him away with it, won't they? No. Oh, they will. I was playing. I keep banging on about this Sir Alex Ferguson golf day, but it threw mm. up quite a few talking points. The three guys I was in the the golf with were all Aberdeen fans from Aberdeen. One of them said, "I wouldn't even care if Andy Considine scored the winner against us on Saturday." <laughs> really? <laughs> He's held in that. I mean, I'm assuming it was slightly tongue in cheek, but that was an example of how they feel about him. Well, he was loved up there, and it's always hard when you're a, a new manager to stamp your authority. You wonder if Jim could have just been a wee bit more well, sentimental a, about it, but it doesn't keep him in a job, does it? No sentiments in football from the guy that wants to let one of his players go on holiday mid-season <laughs> And he put, out, he put Listen, a plant I... in the dressing room to get yeah, information exactly. But there was a row over details of Andy Considine's contract that yeah. leaked It all got a bit public didn't and it? And Jim Newbin didn't take kindly to that I, I released my best man from football <laughs> I, I put him out of job when I was a manager here which best man though you've had to do yeah. a dozen John McStay was it here and he came in thinking he was got a new contract and I showed him the door <laughs> I, put, I put, uh, put him out the door <laughs> and that didn't ruin your friendship because I know you're Absolutely both still no. friends it was a decision that strong characters have to make at that time and I made it I looked him right in the eye and said there's the front door and then it's because you've told stories on bef- on the show. Boots. <laughs> you've told stories <laughs> on the, the show before that you two were were flatmates because you used to yeah. tell everyone what was it the Ironing Board Olympics. Yeah, we had the Iron Board Olympics, uh, which you was... heard about this, Mark. Yeah, hi, yeah. hi, yeah. Uh, Reminders of what it was. Well, it was quite simple. You got the cushions uh, onto the couch. You got the Iron Board. Know how it goes up in stages? Yes, I'm well aware of how Iron Board works. A back flop over it without touching. Like yeah. a Fosbury flop, yeah. the high yeah. jump. Yeah, and, and you get marks for the landing and you know how high your legs were. And then we kept raising the, the iron board. And then if you if you go <laughs> over if you go over the iron board, you then put cushions on the iron board to make it harder. In the living room. In the living room, yeah. You get a good run up by the t- TV. Yeah, the DVD. You, you have player. told us this before. <laughs> what I was what I was getting at, was this after you released them? Yes. Oh, and by the way, to this day, we're still the best uh, of friends. If that's not an advert for kids that they are not a drink, then I don't know what is. Please drink responsibly. Stenhouse Muir Nelden Barton won. <laughs> Thomas Orr's own goal. Peter Head won. Queen of the South won. Josh Todd, nothing in the top flight.
Mm. Poor. It's absolute poor from the boys round about the grounds. A good save though from Ericsson. Uh, it was Marco Harris low shot, a good break by a Jogan strain to set it up. Dundee United nil, St Mirren nil. That's not ideal, Hugh. When you sign a new number one goalie and then you you drop him by mid August. Well, his performance uh, against AZ Altmar in uh, the return leg, seven nil. Kenny Miller said last night he would have blamed the goalkeeper specifically for three of those seven goals. Uh, and then they go to Tynecastle and lose another four, eleven goals in two games. Inevitably, you're looking at the goalkeeper, and Hugh Dazzler was, was he was terrible. At, yeah, he was terrible at Tynecastle. But Dazzler, you're talking about you have to look people in the eye and give them your decision. And Jack Ross has clearly said to him, "I, can't, I, just I don't can't think it was this. a big decision for Jack no. to make because I don't think bringing someone into your office and saying, "Look, I'm not going to play. I'm, I'm leaving you out," especially a goalkeeper. Um, You've got to have good reasons and back up for it. Mm-hmm. And all they had to do was press a video and just show him 11 yeah. goals. The boy would have been there all day. Um, but it was a correct decision. As I say, I watched the full game, uh, Hearts v Dundee United on Sunday. And every time Hearts went near a goal, you were thinking, this lad's got to... Sh- Look, I'm not saying he's a, a, a bad goalkeeper. Yes, he's not got off to a great start. He may just need that settling in. But I think Jack was right to take him out the firing line. Might even have been at the goalkeeper's request, for all we know. You know, players must take it to heart when uh, you've got a sequence of results like that. They might have gone to Jack and said, Look, I think I'm better. She's a manager and you see your goalkeeper coming in saying Gaffer I'd probably like to leave <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, nah, <laughs> can't can't go on <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like I need a rest it's been a long hard season Slattery tries a back heel from Blair Spittle's cross he gets it wrong it goes well wide it's a Livy free kick 25 yards out Kelly on Kelly action <sighs> Sean's going to try and dispatch one Sounds good stop, for it, you. That, stop, it, stop it stop it stop it stop it seriously Mike's off um, Livy free kick it's wide the post there we ah, go ah what an anti-climax uh, yeah. that was almost the curse of Friel I'm, go- so. I'm going to give the guys marks at half time to see who can bum up their game most because nil nils are very hard no I've been not out at all sometimes they can be great games ah nil nil your goals are great games sending it all is great talking games. down our game get a guy back in the phone yeah, to speak like to English. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the good games in England yeah. right now look at all the goals flying in the Premier League <laughs> Uh, was I did have a chuckle. Um, I did have I'm glad chuckle. somebody did. I, I know, but it was just the thought of using here. The faces on you. Mm. I always try and mention when a Scotland international scores down yeah. south. See, that's yeah. a good way of linking the ah. two. There's one we don't see too often. Maybe we'll never see again. Liam Palmer. Anyone? Fullback. Oh, aye, aye. Fullback. Yeah, he I scored. Done all right he scored when he. Yeah, I think he played in. that night in Kazakhstan, though, didn't he? And that's yeah, just and that's sometimes it's tough it. to recover from that. Um, 38 minutes there Sheffield Wednesday 2 up at Bolton still we could talk about the Scottish results more if more goals would go in Airdrie, Airdrie 1 no Alloa 0 Gabriel McGill mm. always get a soft spot from old side does what Alloa you did coach there did you Alloa yes oh, so yeah, that's when you started that's a derby you? aye the double A derby you took the under 17s the reserves aye 17 is up to reserves aye. Mm-hmm. who was the manager then Paul Hartley and then Barry Smith They'll show so connection two, again no, They'll two Celtic connections again Only way you can get a job <laughs> Celtic connections and me <laughs> It's the only breaking? way you get employed What about breaking? 
Oh, that was just a joke. I, I, I stitched him up in that one. I phone break and says, You've got a young, <laughs> up and coming, promising uh, you know, did manager. I'll take you places. Uh, speaking about the connection, how I got the job at breaking. That was that, uh, our, our chairman phoned me and, and asked me. I was an interview and I gave the interview when I was in Turkey on holiday when Peter Grant got the job and uh, came back. And a couple of weeks later, phone goes again and he said, Look, breaking are looking for a manager. Can I pass on your number? I said okay, and that's how. Yeah, yeah. Where, so, where you're missing the point there? He said, "Breaking a lung for a manager." <laughs> Do you know any? <laughs> yeah, the contacts in the game. Uh, so it reminds me of Joe. What was on last week? It is one of the greatest scenes of all time. And you'll hopefully see where I'm going in a minute. Dumb and dumber. Right at the end, right, you two. <laughs> when it's all said and done, and. Don't say anything that's going to get us in trouble here, right? Please, I'll I turn can't your remember mic off. The, the end of the film. So the bus. The, the, along the side of the road, and the bus comes, and it's what is it, Miss Hawaiian Tropic or something? <laughs> it's all the women get off. They've got the bikinis on, and they say, "We're looking for two guys to come and rub the oil on before the shows." And they go, "Yep, you'll find two other guys down the road." <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, it's one of my favourite films. I, I, I love it. Have you, have you even seen it? Yes, I have. But I couldn't remember the uh, Ross Callahan's gone into the book, <sighs> uh, but Derek McInnes thought it should have been a red, so maybe a bit of drama there. Uh, Hugh, give us a give us a two minute warning on the teaser, just in case anyone needs to catch up and get yeah. a couple of more answers in. The English Premier League began mm-hmm. in 1992. Since then, only six Scots have made 300 appearances or more in the English top flight. Name them. Right, quickly, we'll do some wrong answers. We're now really getting down to the last. Uh, couple here Last couple of minutes I think I gave you Some of them To try and help you out uh, What we got Do you know what People are actually Really good at this They're all getting close Stephen Roy says Colin Hendry That's not one is it No nope. Paul Burns says Gordon Strachan No oh. We've got a goal In the top flight In at Scotland last. At last Goal flashes With Clyde Built Home Improvements and it's a goal for St Mirren Curtis Main, the former Motherwell and Aberdeen man Finds the back of the net for Stephen Robinson's side Much to the frustration, I'm sure, of Jack Ross and those well, Dundee United fans Yeah, the Dundee United fans will be beside themselves It's a terrible time to lose a goal They'll be booed all the way to the tunnel now uh, Great for Stephen Robinson and St Mirren I'd, I'd taken the game for a draw So that's still a viable possibility But... And that's 12 goals now and counting against Dundee United in three games. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not, the, it's not the, the goal that everybody's expecting at Tannadice, apart from some men fans, obviously, but um, that's a real bad been one, there, especially uh, this time. Been there at Tannadice. Fans, bad Fans, uh, <laughs> no, not bad, but when a goal like that goes in just before half-time, it can be difficult to play in. But Jack, when the pressure's... On his shoulders as it is, no ideal. Especially when we're mentioning the, the actual lineup Jack's put out today, attacking, forward thinking, and you lose one like that before half time. It's a, a pretty crude way of analysing football. I accept that because it's not played on paper, but it is that old one. If you're Stephen Robinson and you look at that eleven from Saint, uh, from Dundee United, you'd possibly take most of them. And then your squad, wouldn't you? Well, all of them. I, I, Particularly, all of them. as you say, some of the big hitters, Dylan Levitt, obviously, you know, Tony Watt, Stephen Fletcher, McGrath, Jamie McGrath was a, a big favourite at yeah. St Mirren. Uh, yep, football's a funny old game. It is Peterhead 1, Queen of the South 2, Connor Murray, just a couple of minutes before the break. I think that's all the time we're giving you. Let's round it off. Okay. 
The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Since the Premier League began in a country near Scotland, only six Scotsmen have made 300 appearances or more in that top flight. They are Darren Fletcher, Gary McAllister, James MacArthur, Paul Telfer, James Morrison, and Phil Bardsley. (laughs) You only get two. Yeah, <laughs> that was pathetic from you two in the studio. Well done if you got them right. Loads of people getting it right on Twitter. Third place was Mikey. Well done, Mikey. Second place, Inyaki SL, I believe, uh, and the winner was DJ. Well done to the three of you and everyone else. Thank you so much for taking part. We'll have a Who Am I a bit later on. Two out of six. Yeah, yeah that's well. difficult. Who else did you go for? Uh, we went for Strachan was one. I put yeah. down Gary Neesman. Yeah. <laughs> His last one year, Neil Sullivan. Goalkeeper, the goalkeeper. I know who he is. I'm shaking my head at how bad the answer is. But yeah. I, funny, Paul Telfer coming up. I love Telf, great teammate. But chatting to Neil McCann, who was a teammate, he has uh, uh, Southampton, I believe. Uh, he's seen Paul Telfer's now taking up Thailand. He's a Thailand. Yeah, I, I, I must have been in that combo. Was that at the yeah, golf? I was at the golf the other day. But yeah. he's. Uh, do you know what? I need my no, bathroom. Break. I don't know why you're doing that because you, that's do. the sort of thing you throw. I genuinely do. Don't start that. You're in. You're trying again before me. I've moved house and my the only Your house is all right. It's, it's untiled. I've got nothing on the floor. That's a bad deal you've done there I with the, the builders. He bought a <laughs> shell. He bought a shell. Let's <laughs> <laughs> even come to a roof. <laughs> the roof this, will be extra, mate. This is our. We, we, we don't no yeah. longer travel. It's now. Big news, Hugh Evans. Yeah. This is the last day. First, going oh, yeah. to move into the new house tomorrow. That's as we The days finished. of DL and Duncan's Motherwell bus to the Super Scoreboard Studios are over. Oh. You'll miss all those piercing questions like, is macaroni cheese just macaroni <laughs> and cheese? Okay, you. <laughs> zero, zero, one. I will miss your. Uh, your Nathan Carter and Joe Longthorne soundtrack Carter's brilliant yeah he'll be at the Civic this year I'll be there Uh, it's it's the end of an era a nicer postcode there is no such thing I will not hear a bad word said about ML1 it is the greatest place on earth and it's actually a touchy subject so we don't talk about it we move on I've been dragged against my will anyway uh, let's go saved by the half time whistles before I say something I regret when I go home Um, David Field is at Fur Park oh I'd love to be at Fur Park the mother of ML1 half time Gordon Fur Park Motherwell nil, Livingston nil. I don't know if you really would love to be here. Hugh Keevan said I'd cussed Motherwell before it given them the big build up. I think I've cussed the fixture. Maybe I said earlier this was always been a good contest, but it's been a tough watch this time. We've had just one shot on target in 45 minutes. And see, to be fair, that was possibly a cross. This has basically been a case of two teams cancelling each other out. Levy captain Nicky Devlin did have that cross come short in five minutes, but it was easily held by Liam Kelly. Motherwell have done a lot of the ball, but they haven't really been able to create too much. Ricky Lamy scored against Levy last time. He tried his luck with the diving header in 21 minutes, but it flew away. Blair Spittle, he's looked pretty bright. He also had to go from 20 yards, but his low shot didn't hit the target either. Levy have been quiet in the final third. They maybe come into a wee bit more in the last 10 minutes, but Sean Kelly did try to beat brother Liam with a 25 yard free kick before the break, but that also went wide. So let's hope for goals in the second half. Half time, Fir Park, Motherwell 0, Livingston 0. Mm, not a classic, but plenty of time for that one to recover. Do we have any other half time whistles yet? Is it just Fir Park? Was it that lacking in action that they've decided to blow the half time whistle early? Uh, Dave Galloway, the wimpy man, it's half time at the Global Energy Stadium take it away Dave 
Half time here, it's Ross County nil, Kilmarnock nil after a pretty even but uneventful start. County began to look the likelier team. The ball fell to Hewula in the box, but he shot straight at Walker. The hosts were stringing some really nice moves together only for the final ball to be lacking. They had a penalty claim rejected when Sims went down in the penalty area and Killy went uh, straight upfield. Johnson passed up another decent opening for the Staggies with his header from Baldwin's cross failing to trouble the keeper. County had uh, Callican booked for a crude challenge on uh, Alabiozu that uh, incurred the wrath of visiting boss Derek McInnes. He clearly thought from his remonstrations uh, on the touchline that it should have been a straight red. But Kilmarnock did threaten just before the halftime whistle blew when Shaw's cross was uh, cleared out of play uh, for a throw-in with uh, the figure of McKenzie just waiting to pull the trigger. So a pleasant day, some pleasant football, but nothing yet to really set the pulses racing. Ross County nil, Kilmarnock nil. Still no goals. We do have one in Paisley, though. Who would have thought Fraser Wishart, the man for goals? It's at Tanadice, so it's not in Paisley. It's in Dundee. Fraser Wishart. It is in Dundee. Dundee United nil. Sitman won, unlike the other guys' games. This has been a good game to watch. Both sides playing some decent football, but it's Sitman that ahead at the break through a Curtis main goal in 41 minutes. A really lively start to the game, Saints really having a, a go from the, the whistle and the game swinging end to end in the first minute a chance for Superman Ryan Strain cross from the right hand side a younger a near post header inches wide I thought he should have done much better perhaps he even scored from six yards a couple of minutes later at the other end chance for United good move on the right hand side he ended up with Ian Hart's driven low cross into the six yard box great challenge by Declan Gallagher to stop Stephen Fletcher tapping the ball into the net Superman midfielder Keanu Bacchus then shot goal bound shot hit Mulgrew and then go wide Temple the game dropped a wee bit after 20 minutes still an open game and good to watch Saints not just sitting back but United had a spell on top the fans enjoying some nice football few good crosses into the box and Mun defending really well but at Saints had the better chances at the other end Ayunga did really well got to the byline cut it back Bacchus was denied by a last gas tackle by Jimmy McGrath then recalled United keeper Eriksson denied Mark O'Hara the opener on the break Ayunga on the left hand side lovely ball to Strain whose header was into the path of O'Hara and his low shot was brilliantly saved by Eriksson down to his left United then had the turn on top Middleton dipping free kick 25 yards tipped over by Carson at full stretch and then came that opening goal in 41 minutes skipper for the day Mark O'Hara burst through the midfield of Dundee United his pass was intended for Maine but it wasn't getting there deflected off Dylan Levitt and the deflection put Curtis Maine clean through good touch by the striker and an even better finish low to Eriksson's right few boos from the United fans at the break but they're actually playing quite well but for all the break play they've got no real chances and they need to do better in and around the area if they're going to get a point or even a win with Saints playing really well half time at Tannerice Dundee United Nelson man one well we've got a goal there certainly there was a delay to the kickoff, wasn't there at McDermott Park so I think that's why we've not heard from Roger Hunt. in fact there's 10 minutes left I didn't realise it was that much of a delay so what we'll do is we'll give you a full round up of the half time scores and we'll get you a half time report from McDermott Park later on You are the voice of Scottish football call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard it is half time in most of the three o'clock games We do of course have one full time result from earlier In case you haven't heard It was Hibs 2, 
Rangers 2 We'll look back on that In the open line At half time Dundee United nil, St Mirren 1 Motherwell nil, Livingston nil, Ross County nil, Kilmarnock nil, And St Johnson nil, Aberdeen nil. In the Scottish Championship Arbroath nil, Queen's Park 1 Cove Rangers nil, Air United nil, Hamilton Ackies nil, Wraith Rovers 1 Morton nil, Dundee Nil In Scottish League 1 Airdrie 1 Alloa Athletic 0 FC Edinburgh 0 Falkirk 1 Kelty Hearts 0 Dunfermline 0 Montrose 1 Clyde 0 And Peterhead 1 Queen of the South 2 Into Scottish League 2 Then Annan Athletic 1 Stirling Albion 0 Bonnie Reg Rose 0 Albion Rovers 1 East 5 0 Forfar Athletic 0 Elgin City 2 Stranraer 1 and Stenhouse Muir nil Dumbarton 1 To finish with the English Premier League If you don't mind A full time result Spurs 1 Wolves nil At the break Palace 1 Villa 1 Everton nil Forest nil Fulham 2 Brentford 1 And Leicester nil Southampton nil We will get the second halfs up and running next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard